Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com. Use promo code Beehive20 for 20% off your golf and MLBPA apparel. Welcome to episode 43, the long-awaited, much-anticipated fan rant, playoff edition, week 18 reactions, and a look into the AFC and NFC playoff picture, or playoff matchups, I should say. Six NFL coaches fired since this last Monday in the sports history segment. Got five fast facts for you. And the things that sting, we have an Antonio Brown update. Kavon Pope, the OG AB, took to Twitter during the Rose Bowl. Yet another NFL player gets a DUI. That's becoming a weekly thing. Josh McDaniels gets called out by a former player for cheating. Shocker. Who would have thought? Uh, and a couple of rap artists make the things that sting this week, too. Okay. In my hive, we have 12 guests coming on. Only six will return next week as the playoff fan rant uh, happens in the final segment of the show. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. This week's opening segment brought to you by Napoli's Hungry Watching the Game. Call Napoli's at 814-723-7455. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Located in North Warren. Pickup or delivery available. The fan rant is full. I'm happy. I couldn't believe it. We got a Bengals fan last minute last night. Uh, huge kudos to Chad Stewart from the Going for Two podcast, my Canadian uh, friends. They set me up with, I think, three or four of these people. I, I, I lost count, but they got me the Cardinals guy for sure, Bengals. Uh, they might have even gotten me Philly in the Bucks. I don't know. Maybe it was when I posted on one of the page I got one of those guys, but I, I can't remember. Uh, but I'm pretty sure the Philly and Bucks guy are co-hosts on the same, another podcast. And they're going against each other, so that would be pretty funny to watch, actually. Uh, well, that'll be that'll be us in like what five weeks at the Super Bowl. Bold prediction, <laughs> <Yeah>. my friend. Uh, <laughs> Berman would love it, like you said. He yesterday. would. Yeah. <laughs> prediction: twenty-five years in the making. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so I'm here in Easton. You like my hotel? Beautiful room? house. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, I've been playing the shit out of that piano behind me, actually. Holiday Inn Express. Yeah, yeah, no. This. Uh, so I look choppy. I'm gonna look this way the whole show because I don't have a green screen, but I'm using like virtual backgrounds. Uh, it, whatever. It is what it is. If I disappear, I think I can kind of make myself disappear a little bit. But uh, so that's what's going on. Also, with that said, I am on a hotel Wi-Fi. So if I get kicked off the show, it's all yours. Strong takeover. Yeah, okay, I'll take yeah. care of it. I'll yeah. take care of it. Don't worry. Uh, but no, so I'm in Easton for training. And uh, most of you who follow the Facebook page saw the photo that I shared uh, Sunday night. There's this bar called Volpe's. Uh, made friends with this guy named Russ. He's the Bills Backers chapter president at Lehigh Valley Bills Backers. And there's like 25, 30 Bills fans there. And if you read the comments I put in there, uh, the 
the older lady, the elderly lady who is holding the sign in the photo that I put up is Joyce. She's the mother of Andre Reed. That's pretty awesome. It was wild. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And uh, according to Russ, he said that uh, the place will be even more packed this coming week. Like he's thinking between 60 and 80 Bills fans. But there are also a bunch from down here that are going to the game. So uh, nice. maybe that maybe that number will be a little bit smaller. But so with that, we get into uh, AFC. Going to start with AFC. I'm going to run through that. Sketty's going to chime in, of course, and then he's going to handle the NFC. Uh, Bills locked up the East Bengals gave up the three seed. That was something that we kind of thought could happen anyways, but the Bengals kind of, you know, they, they seemed content. They rested a bunch of guys. I uh, yep. didn't really give a fuck about that game. It didn't seem like, I think Zach yep. Taylor was just happy to have a playoff team. Ex- yep. I agree. Which is fine. I'll take, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, so there's really not much to say regarding those two games. Uh, the Colts though, that is where the, the drama began. Uh, the Steelers win in overtime, of course. So, you know, but they need a bunch of cards to fall their way. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Colts blow it in Jacksonville. I, Darren, if you're listening. I did take a little. Oh, Darren's already on yeah, here. <laughs> I, I did take a little shot at Darren before. He he shared the uh, he shared the post about the fan rant tonight. And I said, man, Darren, you were so close to being so close. He, he was going to be, he was Colts guy. So a uh, little yeah. gif of a Jags fan. Before. You know, he, uh, he did. He knew it was happening. He did know it was going to happen. He completely yep. called this. So it was uh, a yeah, uh, you know, good prediction, I guess, Darren. But, yeah, they, they absolutely blow it to the Jags, which opens the door for this domino effect of things that could happen. And uh, starting with Raiders Chargers, of course, Dave Sherman, I believe it was, posted on Facebook and said it best, nobody does drama like the NFL. And it yep. sure went down to it. Uh, so the – like I said, the Steelers get that win in Baltimore. The only way they can't make the playoffs at this point now is if the Chargers and Raiders tie. Who would have fucking thought? Almost happened. The worst part was it wasn't like they were trying to tie either. Like that was a that was no, a fucking was a awesome shootout. game. Yeah, the Raiders. It was the second best game of the day. Yeah, they had several opportunities to put the Chargers away, and they yep. just kept calling back. Uh, the controversial timeout at the end of the, or not? I shouldn't say at the end, but with what. Um, Less than a minute to go in overtime. It's thir- thirty-seven seconds. Yeah, thirty-seven seconds. The charge or the Raiders at that point are out of field goal range or close yeah, to. Uh, it, it was like sixty yard, or it would have been from there. But it sounded Which... like uh, if if you saw the video of Austin Eckler after the game was over, when that timeout was called, even Derek Carr kind of looked over like, "Yeah, what are you guys yep. doing? What's going on here?" So uh, they were they were content to play that to a tie. I, I fully believe just watching the Raiders how the, they were hustling to the line or not yeah, hustling to the line, not actually play the calling. Line, yeah. They were totally content to not make a mistake and 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 that thing in a tie. And you can see that in that video where they show Austin Eckler talking to one of the Raiders. It, it, and if you're reading mm-hmm. lips, it looks as though he asks that. And that the Raiders player responds like, yeah, dude, we were letting the clock run out. Yeah. And uh, Eckler's response, you know, his face, you could tell like, oh, fuck. So, well, well, Staley said that he wanted to get his his personnel in because he knew they were going to run one. He felt they were going to run one more play and then kick the field goal. So he's thinking, I guess anyway, his logic is let's stop the run here. So it's going to be a long field goal. Maybe they don't even try to kick it. 
like how embarrassing is that? You stopped the game, yeah. you stopped the clock, and then you got gashed for whatever a 10, 12 yard run. I mean, right. I would have yeah. just been like, no, I was trying to get the ball back and win. Like, why yeah. at that point? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, so, yeah, he's taken a lot of uh, a flack for that timeout. And, and I actually, I didn't get into reading it, but I did see some sort of article today uh, regarding his apparently arrogance and that a lot of owners, uh, I can't remember who said it, but somebody put out some sort of comment regarding uh, Staley and saying that, he would be fired by any other owner because of his arrogance. So I don't, I'm not saying that played a role in any of this, but it just, he, he, he coached himself out of a playoff spot. <laughs> if he would have just he, let things, you know, yeah. play out, it would have been a different outcome. He's kind of me. He's kind of like, um, I'll use a B as an example. When you make these calls all season long, where you're going for it on fourth down, you know, on your own 20 and doing stupid stuff like that, this time out to get, the right defense in that he's saying that just gets magnified that gets blown out of proportion and you start saying what the hell are you doing you know right. are you out coaching yourself so it yeah it comes with the territory you're gonna do gutsy stuff you gotta live with it when it doesn't work out so the Steelers find a way <laughs> I said all year I told you, did, you guys you all year this garbage team will find some BS way to get in and they did it. It was the most BS way ever. <laughs> they did it. They did. And sure enough, they found a way to get in. And they're twelve point underdogs. In their first <laughs> game. Yep. Not not bad. Not not bad. Yeah. So uh, Steelers are in. We got two AFC matchups Saturday. Uh, Raiders at Bengals, and then uh, the night game: New England at Buffalo. One AFC matchup Sunday, which is the night game: Chiefs host the Steelers. Uh, we're not going to get into too much of a matchup breakdown uh, because we're going to be doing that in the uh, three bagger episode following episode 43. You know how it works. We go back live right away, go through each game against the spread. Well, typically we do three apiece, um, but we decided since it's the playoff round, we're, we're just going to kind of give a little blip on each game and where we're leaning spread wise as far as that goes. Uh, so, of course, I'm excited for Saturday. That's what yeah, I'm really, absolutely. really looking forward for. Uh, you I'm, know, I'm happy that's a primetime game. Yeah, I am too. I, I think it's uh, like ratings wise, I think it's going to be one of the better matchups like that people are going to tune yep. into. You know, like in, you look at, uh, I'm not saying the Raiders, but I think the Bengals, of course, I didn't even know they had a, a fan until I met Miles, <laughs> who's going to be on. Uh, I, was, I was sure they were all bots. That was all there was to it. I, right. None of them would communicate. And uh, right. So, yeah, the Bengals uh, hosting a playoff game. It's it's nice seeing, you know, some of these teams. Somebody mentioned to me, and I can't remember who it was. Might have even been somebody in my class that I'm currently at uh, that. It's kind of cool seeing. Some of these teams that had success in the early 90s. Uh, making their way back into the playoff world, the Raiders, the Bengals, Bills being three uh, as far as the AFC goes. Um, but. Yeah, so it's a good weekend to look forward to. It'll give us a bunch to talk about uh, next week, obviously. So uh, let's slide on into the NFC. NFC, uh, obviously, what the Bucks beat the Panthers, I believe. There wasn't a lot of drama go on there. No. Uh, you know, Bucks win. Cowboys beat up on the Eagles, who are playing their backups because they're locked into the playoffs. Um, the real drama came in the, you know, with the Cardinals losing to the Seahawks, which basically eliminated any chance of them winning the division, right. which 
the Rams did their part to lose for him. <laughs> That's just too damn bad. <laughs> that was the game of the week. The biggest drama. The Niners got a win to get in because, of course, the Falcons just blow it against the Saints. And they pull off the 17-point comeback, win the thing in overtime. It was just one of the most fucking awesome games I've ever watched. I, it was just, on a side TV at that Volpe's place. So, like, I'd look up periodically, and I remember when I saw it was 17 nothing, and I was like, oh, shit. No. McVeigh <laughs> is celebrating, and I, I think I, I don't know if I was texting you or who I was texting, but I said, McVeigh is in the end zone celebrating. The ref warns him, like, hey, get off the field. I think it was the second touchdown they scored. And I'm like, holy shit, this is this guy's Super Bowl. Like, this is it for him. He was acting like they were going to win the big one. And then the Niners just got it together a little bit, fucking claw their way back in. That Ram sideline in the second half, I've never seen a team look so dejected. Like, it looked like someone shot their dog. Like, they were just, everybody was just down until the Ramsey pick late. They, they Then they got a little, they got it going a little bit. They a thought they were going to come back. Yeah, yeah, but... I mean, they were just dejected. They were, you know, the camera show on the sideline and it just, no one, no one is up. No one's screaming. Hey, let's get this shit together. It was just like, they knew what was coming. What, uh, oh, shit. Now I don't remember exactly so, what I had a thought. Go ahead. Well, so that kind of covered the week 18 going into the playoffs. We got the Bucks Eagles, which should be a better matchup than I think the NFL is giving it credit for. I mean, I think the Bucks are like eight point favorites right now. Eight and a half. They're pretty, yeah, they're they're pretty banged up right now. Uh, Fournette might be back, so that'll be a pretty good game. Um, no AB. Obviously, no AB, no AB. Uh, you know, Niners-Cowboys, that's the Sunday afternoon game, which I think is going to be a pretty solid game. That's kind of... Very different stylistic matchups there. We'll, we'll see who can win out the Niners physical ground and pound game or the Cowboys high fly and, you know, number one offense in the NFL. And then the game that I don't really care about, but should be pretty good. The Monday night game, you have the Rams and the Cardinals, a little, little divisional matchup, kind of like the Bills Pats. Yeah. I, and actually like, uh, I, I was going to share it on the uh, Facebook page and I forgot to, but last night I, hopped on with uh, Matt Ramage for a while and we were just talking. It was, yep. it was a group of like eight of us. It was real. it was a lot of fun. They were all Packers fans. I was yep. the only Bills fan, but I gave them a little ode to Micah Hyde and they appreciated that. Uh, yep. But what uh, I said to them is I, I just can't get on board with this Monday night wild card game at all. I think it yeah, puts I kind whoever, of... whoever wins that game is that it, it's a day disadvantage that they're at. And I, I just, I don't, think it's great i don't like it yeah i, I think the one guy this on is the playoffs the, yeah well the one guy i'm with you i think even brought it up i would be shocked to see whoever wins that monday night game not play in one of the sunday games they have to but they it, have it, to yeah but it is a major disadvantage i was shocked they did it it's the league just cares about money that's all there is to it and they're, right they're oh, trying yeah. to it's melt more, this for as much as they can but more prime time spots i mean let's be real the way the rams and the cardinals are playing Neither of them probably going to the Super Bowl anyway. So who cares if they're at the disadvantage? It ain't going to matter. Ain't going to matter. Anything else NFC to note? I don't think so. I'm with you on the uh, Philly-Tampa game that I think that that could be. And I know I would said no AB, but uh, it just – the Bucks have not been looking nope. like the Bucks. you know, that – we're rolling into would, the playoffs before. 
Yeah, which yeah. Brady always can turn it on. But yeah, they they haven't looked very hot. Uh, which I don't think Philly is very good. I, I you know, they kind of are like Pittsburgh to me. Like they got in, but it's kind of like okay, you got in over the Saints, who were right. And if, and if they don't change the format, the Steelers and the Eagles are sitting at home. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So. so. Yeah, I just we'll see what happens, but you never know. <laughs> you know, Philly has the number one rush offense in the league, so any anything could happen. Coaches, Black Monday, uh, six fired since then. Not all of them on Monday. There was one just <coughs> like two hours ago, David yep. Cully. Uh, so David Cully fired me. from the Texans. Joe Judge uh, gets let go from the Giants. The Dolphins fire Flores. Vikings fire Zimmer. Bears fire Nagy. Broncos fire Vic Fangio. Uh, we'll touch on the floor as one in a minute also, but, uh, so if you're counting the Raiders having an interim coach and the Jaguars, uh, interim coach, there's yep. eight positions open by my math, uh, yep. eight, eight coaching jobs that are going to be up for grabs, uh, this coming off season. Now I did read a lot too that, uh, and I should have wrote down his name cause I cannot remember it, but the Raiders coach, the interim coach who took over. Yeah, has made it made a pretty good argument for him to retain that spot in a full time capacity, which I agree with. With uh, I think three, it's three arrests, uh, fired head coach, just mountains and mountains of drama. I I really think it's down to uh, Mike Vrabel's probably going to win Coach of the Year, uh, but again, can't come up with the Raiders guy's name off the top of my head. But I think there's a case that could be made for him to win it, to get his team to the playoffs facing everything that they faced. A lot of adversity. You know, it, it, he, he's got to be one too. I would think Zach Taylor, maybe, but. Uh, so some of the candidates, which I jotted down a few of those uh, coaches who would be recycled coming from uh, past jobs, Doug Peterson's name, Jim yeah. Harbaugh has confirmed that he has interest in returning to the NFL, which we discussed that I think, Beating Ohio State was uh, that was like his uh, yeah, you know he's Just, he's content now he he's accomplished everything he's needed to accomplish in college football. Yep, he, he's like uh, it'll be like the next time McVay beats the Niners. Yeah, <laughs> but there ain't gonna be no next time, buddy. He he, but when he's a coach for who? Like maybe down the road he'll be like I don't know, like the Raiders coach at some point in time. Who? He ain't gonna beat him with the, at McVay. Oh yeah, he's gonna lose. It. They're gonna fire him. That's what's going to happen. They're not going to fire can't, McVay. Can't beat the Niners. He ain't going to well, win a Super Bowl. I mean, they're they going to be they hot could... garbage in in two years when they realize, oh, we don't have any picks and we just have 35-year-old washed-up superstars. They're going to shit-can them because they're going to be god-awful. I, I've always criticized uh, who's it, Sneed, his approach. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how they can even afford to pay people to fucking usher people to their seats. Eric Weddle just came out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But uh, so Peterson, Harbaugh, and Todd Bowles, which Todd Bowles, I wouldn't wouldn't hate if another team gave him a chance. Yeah, I think that's Because I think it's it's fucking career suicide anytime you jump on with the Jets. Uh, Yep. Sala is going to realize that here in the next couple years when they have another bad year. And and that's that's a team that just doesn't wait anybody out that as soon as you nope. start losing you're fucking gone um so yeah bowls and then uh some of the candidates f- 
who would be first time. You have Eric Bieniemy, whose name's been brought up yep. for the past like three years. Joe Lombardi, Byron Leftwich, uh, both of the coordinators from Buffalo, Brian Dable and Leslie yep. Frazier, have been uh, requested to be interviewed. Uh, Patrick yep. Graham, the defensive coordinator from the Giants, Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, and Greg Roman, who yep. was an offensive coordinator in Buffalo, do not recommend, but they're not going to listen to me. So yep. if they want to hire him, no, go fucking he, right ahead. He was, he was an offensive coordinator at San Francisco for a little bit. Josh chimed in, Rich. How the fuck do you say that, Sketty? But Bisaccia? Bisaccia. Bisaccia. Yeah. Yep. That's the Raiders coach that we couldn't figure yep. out. So thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think you uh, skipped uh, Kellen Moore. I think his name's been up there. Kellen Moore was on there. I just refused to write it down because when I looked at his, <laughs> his face, just upsets me for some reason. <laughs> Okay, uh, fair. Yeah. And I mean, I think uh, if Dallas was know, smart, they'd fire McCarthy and promote. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, after the Niners take care of business this weekend, that's a possibility. Happen, yeah. It might McCarthy, happen. It McCarthy might happen. Would, would be the uh, biggest, will be, and we'll get into that in three bagger, but I think that's the biggest obstacle for the Cowboys in the playoffs is their head coach. Yep. Uh, Hunter says Dan Quinn, also a candidate. Yep. yep. That makes I, sense. I also, still think. But- you know, like now with all these firings, I think, you know, Brian Flores, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get one of these jobs. Flores is not going to sit a year like some of these guys no. do. Uh, no. He's going to be a hot commodity for sure. I know the Bears think, already requested to speak to him. And I think the Texans I read, too, are like real high on uh, on getting this. Uh, yeah, the, I, the, I was just going to say this. David Coley is another one that I think could get a job. That that surprised me. He did well with what he had there. Yeah, Coley, I agree with you, Flo Show. Uh, David Coley firing actually kind of surprised me as well. The We talked about – well, I talked about it yesterday on Ramage uh, with um, Watson. His it'll We'll know within the next two weeks uh, – when that grand jury d- date is getting set. So his, yep. his case is coming to a head here sooner than later, but uh, you know, Davis mills mills. Mafia. Yep. I he had some, he I, showed some flashes for a young guy. So he, he's no I Watson. He's I'm not it... saying he's a Watson, but it's, if you're taking over a team, you know, and you, and you have what you have, then. He's going to make it tough for someone to acquire Watson. I think like if, if you're the dolphins, let's just say this works out. And Watson still wants out. Do you want Tua or do you want Davis Mills? Like it's not to me. That's like I would just say keep Tua. Just give me another pick. I, that that means nothing to me anymore. Well, the problem too, uh, you know, that we're going to run into with in the Texans situation is if you're hoping to take over that team and have knowledge of what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson prior to the draft because you want to unload them maybe. And if yep. that's the case, it's probably not going to happen. I would be shocked. I mean, we haven't even had the grand jury decision on whether there's going to be charges filed or not. So if you're taking that job in hopes of him, you know, maybe the, there being no charges, no case, and they, and they, you know, move forward with him non-criminally, then that's one thing. But, you know, if there, there's still the possibility yeah. that he, he could- has to have a trial scheduled and go through that whole you know, dog. Yeah, he, he could. So. Watson could at least say to the new coach or say to the organization, "Hey, you bring in like Brian Flores. Hey, I like Brian Flores. You bring him in. I'm not going to request a trade anymore. Like I'll, I'll be content to play for." And then it becomes the 
will there be a suspension? Won't there well, be a suspension? Back when uh, you know this whole piece was taking place, you had uh, one of the gripes that there was was that was he didn't they didn't he wanted be enemy, and then it came yep. out that he wanted a black coach, and then they had <laughs> Cully, yep. and then he said, "Well, I didn't want Cully." So it's like, yeah, how, right? How the fuck do we? Yep. You know, you can't make the guy happy, but. Again, uh, like the flow show said right here with uh, Davis Mills, uh, Davis Mills played well. Yeah. So, yep, he did. You, yep. you you might have something there. Um, I don't. Flores and developing quarterbacks. We'll see how that goes because yep. you know I'm I'm not saying he worked hand in hand with Tua, but I think most people thought Tua was a bag of shit to begin yep. with. So, well, I I think you know this is kind of a a side note, but since we're on the Flores thing. I thought that was a pretty bad firing by, by Miami. Like you, you look like pretty big clowns firing Flores. The only way this can get worse for them is if they hire Jim Harbaugh because everything, the whole reason that they're coming out and saying Flores was fired was because he couldn't get along with the GM. The players didn't like him because he was too hard on him, which is exactly what happened to Jim Harbaugh. Despite the success he had in San Francisco, the GM didn't like him. The players got sick of, you know, the whole grab your lunch pail, we're going to work kind of thing. They thought, hey, we're good now. We don't need to do this anymore. Went eight and eight, they shit can him. So if that's what turns you off in a coach, Jim Harbaugh is not your guy. You hire him, you look like even bigger clowns. Darren asks, how do you guys feel about the timing of coaching interviews right when the playoffs start? Think it serves as a distraction at all? I definitely do. And actually, Terry Pagula, and uh, I believe Kim probably made the motion because she is the team president, but – uh, at the owners' meetings, they put in a, a uh, an article or whatever they call it for the you know the rules of NFL rules to not allow that to happen, and I, it it didn't gain any traction from anybody. And I don't, I don't understand why because I think it's you know I, I agree with them in saying that this is a this is could be a poses a problem. You know you you have a guy thinking about his long-term future when you want them stuck in short term week to week, like let's, you know, focus on next opponent. And yeah, I agree with that, but I think it also goes both ways. Like Dable probably would have had a job. Uh, Bienemy probably would have had a job, but they go on these deep playoff runs. Coaches want or teams want to get coaches hired now. Right. And it's like, you know, we're not going to hire you if you're, you know, if you're going to the Super Bowl and you can't leave until after that, I just think it hurts them. Um, and you know, especially now that the NFL is giving out draft picks, if you, uh, if you hire a minority coach, it, it, you know, you want to see your guys get promoted, but you want to see it get happen. If it's going to happen, you want to get that pick for it too. You know, it's hurting teams. So I and think that, that's probably owner's logic behind that motion. Neighbor Tim texted me this morning and asked also, uh, we were just talking bills, you know, and he said, what do we get if Frazier and Dable, both go. Mm-hmm. I said, well, we don't get shit for Dable. <laughs> yep. Dable yeah, goes, exactly. but, you get nothing. But the, but bills, Frazier's... the bills would actually, if Frazier gets hired, the bills would actually get a compensatory yep. say, you know what I'm saying? Compensatory pick. Yeah. I can't yeah. say that word. It's like cinnamon Com- for some Compensatory, I think. Compensatory, I believe is Com- it. Yeah, whatever. We're, Fuck it. Uh, yeah, so, it's close enough. <laughs> yeah, we're close. Uh, yeah, so we they, get a third, they get a third round pick for that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> kind of So I think like as an as as an owner, like I would be saying the same thing. Like the Chiefs, Bienemy should have probably been hired someplace by now. Well, like, he should have. But whether I you think, think it's Bien-Mi, smart or not, but but and, but the thing is, is if you want the guy, then wait it out another three four weeks. It, 
I, I that's what I've never I, understood. I don't, I don't but... see how that could set what where their line of thinking is that that's going to set an organization back so far. If we just don't fucking get one right now, we need to. Uh, that's just doesn't make I sense mean it, to me. It happened to to Sala. I mean, when the Niners went to uh, the Super Bowl, there was big talks about him going and being a head coach, and it was like teams didn't want to wait. All the jobs filled up, and then uh, you know the next year don't go to the playoffs. <laughs> it's like okay, Jets, we'll hire him. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that wraps us up for your opening. You got anything else you want to add? Nope. You're good. We got to cruise along. I don't want to rush segments at all tonight, but we got a strict (laughs) schedule with fan rant. So we're going to blow through sports history. Uh, I'd love to sit here and talk shit on James for a couple hours, (laughs) but I guess we We got to just, we would all move on to the next segment. All right, this week's opening segment brought to you by Napoli's Hungry Watching the Game. <laughs> Call Napoli's at 814-723-7455. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., located in North Warren. Pickup or delivery available. Take a quick break, minute and a half. We'll be right back with sports history. Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's pizza. Order the best pizza in the Times Observer, Reader's Choice, every year. Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza, stravoli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455. Hi, this is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, yourdailylocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history is brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. Blowing through them. Do you like my background? Love it. You know why I chose this one? Why'd you chat? Why? Because it's the only Patriots that fucking matter. That's why. <laughs> That's right. I love that. Love that. Eat it, Hunter. Number one, 1945. The Kentucky Wildcats men's basketball team set an NCAA record by holding Arkansas State to six points in a 75-6 to six win. You know what didn't happen in 1945? That coach didn't get suspended or fired or trashed <laughs> in the media for being a bully. Uh, none of those things happened. He just went on to the next game. Number two. 1952, Marines give notice that they will recall Ted Williams to active duty. Chalk this up as another thing that we will never see happen uh, in today's world. Just, you know, all those guys left overseas. Yeah. 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 Just won't happen again. Yep. Number three, 1961. 
the first NFL playoff bowl. It was called the runner-up bowl. Detroit beat Cleveland 17-16. Hey, <laughs> that's quite the matchup there. Not great, but I, they were runners-up. They were runners-up, yeah. apparently, in 1961. 1962, the NFL prohibits grabbing of face masks. So, for uh, clarification here, they added face masks permanently to helmets in the late 50s. So, there was like three years or four years where it was just People were just getting tearing, like fucking, tearing heads off. Nobody cared. I like all it. All good. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah. Number five, and last but not least, 1995, the OJ murder trial begins. We've gone over that entire trial on the show before. But like Former I said, Bills and Niners, great. He our, he was our common bond. He uh I always kind of laugh because right now we're dealing with uh records being broken after a game was added. You know, once yep. we get so far down the line, then yep. people won't complain about that shit anymore because OJ 14 games was what the first for over 2000 in a 14 game regular season. So, yeah, which I, I think a lot of like older people, you know, will tell you, that, well, the records don't really, you know, these guys weren't as good as OJ or I'm trying to think of other 14. Uh, I can't think of any other 14 game records off the top of my head. Like Jim Brown uh, un- season, undefeated you know. season, when undefeated season. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. That was fourteen game season. Yep, there's one. Yep. All right, let's roll, shall we? Absolutely. We're into the things that sting. This week's sports history is brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. Another minute and a half, quick break for some commercials, and we'll be back with the things that sting. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814 723 now time for the things that sting the worst stories in sports according to joe this edition of the things that stings powered by jones pest control ants spiders bees or mice don't think twice call jones pest control at 814-230-9548 that's 814-230-9548 several to get to 
we'll mow through them because we're about 20 minutes out from the fan rant. And I can't fucking wait for that shit. So, uh, AB update. We dove into this last week. Every everybody who listened to last week's episode and the things that saying we talked about uh, AB and his, uh, you know, going off the rails that whole ordeal. So makes an appearance since the last show, since the you know the last update on this. Makes an appearance on the Full Send podcast, holding a stack of cash in pure <laughs> AB fashion. So uh, asks the question. And this is in his own words. Why is AB on a prove it deal? So he's now third personing himself, which is fantastic. Uh, and then says, who's better than me over there? He says, Tom's my boy. Gronk's his boy too. Gronk's not on a prove it deal. Uh, he did clarify later that him and Brady are close friends, but it, it was well after he fucking just straight shoved him right under the bus. Uh, further, he said on uh being asked to play in the USFL, quote, bro, listen, I'm Antonio Brown, bro. I played football at the highest. You just asked me for a sorry ass club to play in the arena league, end quote. <laughs> God bless him. Yeah. So, uh, of course, too, what comes out in between now and then, a couple things. First, we're going we're gonna to go in, in, in the order they happen. Uh, the OnlyFans model comes out and tells this elaborate story how Saturday night prior to the Jets game, she snuck into his hotel. He got her by team security and everything through the elevator. Uh, he begs for her to record them having sex. She does. Uh, they uh, think she actually kind of trashed them too and said it was like 30 well, less than it, a minute, it, man. Kind of deal. It, it, it might have been, but like we're talking about the same OnlyFans model who is licking a toilet plate or yeah, toilet seat. <laughs> you, men you mentioned that. Tell what what is so, that about? So like at the beginning of COVID, I just remember seeing this come up. I don't remember what it was, but beginning of COVID, she called it the COVID challenge, and she was like licking a toilet seat on a plane, and was trying to get people to do that. I guess, or I don't know. She's trying to be funny, or what the hell, gross shit she was doing. But the funny part about it is. So not only is she a toilet licker, Antonio Brown must have a toilet fetish because on that podcast, he was talking about how the Bucks didn't bring him here to fix toilets or flush toilets or whatever the hell he said about toilets. <laughs> they brought him here to play football, win Super Bowls. Yeah. And I'm just so, thinking in my head, a little something funny going on. Thing. Now, I don't know if you saw, it was today or yesterday. I can't remember which. Uh, he came out and said that they, he was asked again by about his outburst uh, at the Meadowlands there, MetLife or whatever it's called now. And he said, yeah, it was probably unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, he's got a week. He's got a week cool off time, man. For real. <laughs> Cause yeah, he did nothing but start more fires the entire time. Like since then. Yeah. And now he's just kind of backtracking a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kavon Pope. If you remember, this is this was on an episode in <coughs> September. Uh, Kavon Pope was the linebacker for the Ohio State Buckeyes that the original, the OG AB is what I'm calling him because he was the first guy to rip his shit off and storm off the field yep. during, right in the middle of a game. Yep. Cool. Uh, there yep. was a, a win against Akron. He As soon as he gets to the locker room, grabs his phone, tweets, fuck Ohio State. So during the Rose Bowl against Utah, Pope's back on Twitter. Says only go to Ohio State. 
if you want to be, and he listed, highly disrespected by staff, treated unfairly, looked at as a hoodlum, treated as if you aren't a high-caliber player, and in quotes he put, I am. And uh, <laughs> players, and a player's point of view can't be seen. So Kavon Pope, the OGAB, has broken his silence, uh, you know, since he went off the deep end there uh, uh, back in September. So it's kind of fun. These guys are like sinking shit together. I think, yeah, you know, I love I, it. I think they should reach out to each other. They need a podcast. They do need a fucking podcast. <laughs> I would listen. Another week, another NFL player gets a DUI. Seahawks backup quarterback Geno Smith this past Monday uh, is pulled over by the Washington State Patrol. Stopped at 2 a.m. for erratic driving. Noted 96 miles an hour in a, uh, well, I didn't say which zone, 40 over posted. If you want to do the math, I don't. Switching lanes without signaling. Officers detected a strong odor of an alcoholic beverage. Bloodshot, watery eyes. Admitted to drinking wine earlier. During standard field sobriety testing, becomes agitated. He's then taken back to the police department where he told an officer, quote, he looked like he had a little bit of Down syndrome. Uh, Smith then refused the blood draw, so a search warrant was applied for and granted by a judge. He's then transported to the hospital, agitated again. At this point, the police had contacted the Seahawks director of team security, who was also on scene during this, and in an attempt to calm them down, nothing could. He's restrained. The blood is drawn uh, to complete the process, during which uh, a couple quotes that were thrown in the police report were, quote, I'll fuck every one of you all up. You don't know. You don't want to see me out of these cuffs. You don't want to know what will happen. Uh Side note, everybody who's placed in handcuffs at one point was not in handcuffs. I just like to add that in there because <laughs> a lot of people, I mean, I've, I've heard that on, you know, on the job. A lot of people have heard that. A lot of law enforcement officers have heard that on the job. As soon as you get a guy in cuffs, fucking take him Tough off. Guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, coming at you. Okay. Well, uh, he was then taken to King County Corrections and in... 100% pure Washington fashion, released on a $1,000 bail. Smith then he, took to Twitter. What? I was going to say, Washington, he should have just man. robbed some. He should have just robbed someone. They would have said, well, he needed it more than you. See ya. Right. You're on yeah, your way. It's, it's Washington. Uh, so Smith takes to Twitter, requests his fans, hold judgment as you would uh, with a family member or a close friend. And he has more to say down the road. His attorney, in pure attorney fashion, says, my uh, client has been fully cooperative for the entire investigation. <laughs> All right. Sounds sounds like it. Yeah. So good call on that one. Oh, I lost my banners here. All right, here we go. Josh McDaniels, ex-Bronco linebacker DJ Williams appears on the I Am Athlete podcast, claims Denver was cheating under Josh McDaniels. In 2010, McDaniels and the Broncos were fined $50,000 after a team staffer, Steve Scarnecchia, got caught filming the 49ers practice in London. Uh, Scarn was also, or Scarnecchia was also, I want to call him Michael Scarn. <laughs> okay. Isn't that, isn't that what Michael Scott calls himself on The Office? Isn't that like his fucking secret agent I don't character? remember that. 
I, maybe I don't remember that. If it is, I thought you loved The Office. You should know the answer to this. I do love. I do love The Office. Don't recall that. I'm pretty sure I it's Michael know. Skarn. I'm ninety. Where's Devin when we need her? I don't know. She's probably not listening. So I don't blame her. <laughs> not, not really her. her cup, so. Uh, so anyway, Scarnetia was uh, involved in the New England Spygate, went to Denver with McDaniels. Williams claim, this is where it gets a little, eh, maybe this isn't completely true. Williams claims they were 6-0, and got caught, lost to the 49ers, and it fucked the whole season. Problem with that, he has a couple years mixed up here. So... In 2009, they started 6-0, and finished 2-8, and uh, but didn't play the 49ers until the 2010 season where they were 2-5 and heading into that game. So if they were cheating, not very well. Uh, <laughs> and uh, McDaniels was fired a month later and rejoined New England where he's probably cheating again. Good luck filming Buffalo. Your cameras won't work in the fucking ice cold. And uh, <laughs> they're just going to get their asses kicked anyways. Real quick one here. Nicobe Dean <laughs> caught on camera rocking a Alabama championship hat. <laughs> Somebody messed up. <laughs> well, did they or is Nicobe Dean just like, <laughs> check this shit out? <laughs> did it intentionally well, to be a dick? I would appreciate it if he did. I think that'd be funny. I guess I didn't look at it close enough, like to see if it was from this year or if he had one from a previous year. But like they do make like championship stuff from both teams before well, the game to, yeah, and then they, they have, have to. to yeah 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 so like it's possible that something got handed out wrong i don't know either way funny and he was the only one seen wearing one so yeah i don't know one in the yeah. wrong box maybe oh well, maybe man yeah, that's Aaron francisco yep. says uh michael scarn i'm pretty isn't that what i said that's what i yeah. said right yeah michael yeah you said yep all right these last two are just for fun uh kodak black <laughs> This was sent to me by Hunter, and it was it happened at a Florida Panthers hockey game, so it is relevant to sports, right? Uh, a video emerged of him up in his suite that he had for this game, and it looks like he's taking girlfriend to Pound Town. Uh, an alternate view was later posted where she was just twerking on him, but she had on like a very short dress, so it did from the one across the arena, the camera definitely looked like. A little PDA was taking place, but it, it wasn't. It was uh, it was debunked, but it's still funny. And, uh, you know, going to a Panthers game, taking the kids. Oh, look, Kodak Black. Oh, look, that, you know, not, not great. <laughs> Have you heard about this? This one's good and smart. I like it. Intelligent. All right. So can't take credit for the headline. I definitely stole that from uh, distractified.com. Uh, Devin texts me this in a group text with us in the Nordines, and she was just kind of laughing about it. She was like, I seriously just read this headline. So Drake is facing, and, and she, I said, I'm talking about this on tonight's show. She goes, why is it relevant? Drake's a huge sports fan, right? He, Raptors he season he, tickets. Yeah. He's a, he loves to love teams that don't win championships. Correct. He hops yeah. on the bandwagon just a little too early. Too late. Too, yeah. too early well, or too one late? Of the two, too, too early. Cause he's usually caught <laughs> repping like, Someone's shirt, and then they lose. Okay, so the curse Drake, of Drake. Drake has a uh, lawsuit filed against him, or alleged. There's no like real backing of this yet, but it's it sounds like it's going to happen. Uh, an Instagram model who they met on Instagram started DMing, 
get into, uh, you know, start meeting up or whatever. She, she comes over, they, or they go out to some event or something like that. Then they go back to the hotel, get it on. Uh, Drake immediately goes into the bathroom, removes the condom he was using, pours, uh, hot sauce in the condom and throws it in the garbage. He comes out, she goes in and is attempt attempting to impregnate herself with Drake's sperm that was in the condom and, uh, burns the shit out of herself. And now she's Good. like, so she's trying to sue. And when she started yelling, this is the story I read. She starts yelling. Drake goes running in like, what the hell is going on? And she's like, what the hell is in your condom? And he's like, hot sauce, because I was trying to kill the sperm. So like Drake clearly has some fear of a female stealing his seed. As he should. She was trying to do it. This is, she, a, this is a fucking unrealistic she, fear. Right. Yeah. He's I, obviously doing it for a reason. Yeah. So the opinions in the group text of uh, the wife, she says he needs to reevaluate who he's hanging out with and whatnot. But who, how well, was he to know, you know? Well, obviously it's tried to like someone tried to do it before and he realized like or someone said, hey, do this because girls will do that and yeah. try and milk you for money, which right. once again. If she wouldn't have done that, she wouldn't have got the hot sauce up herself and she everything would be fine. So right. she's trying to be a dirtbag. She got everything she deserved. Yeah, I, I'm not mad about it. I think it's a brilliant plan by Drake. I uh, love it. I mean, maybe I, if, although if, if Brandon Jacobs or, or not Brandon <laughs> Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, <laughs> yeah. Josh Jacobs, Antonio Cromartie, Travis Henry. Yep. If they would have known this, well, they didn't wear condoms. That's why they yeah, have 25 kids between the three of them, I, but. I just want to know, like, when he's carrying around like a hot sauce, just sitting in the bathroom. That was uh, just one, case, of like, saw, <laughs> one of the tweets I saw. One of the tweets I saw was like, the best part about this story is that Drake carries around hot sauce. <laughs> like, you would think there's got to be some other like thing that they make for this. He's like, Nah, man, just little Franks. <laughs> little yeah. Franks red hot. We're good. Yeah, we'll be all right. Unbelievable. All right, it's fan rant time. Uh, so we're gonna well, real quick, don't. Uh, this edition of uh, Things That Sting, powered by Jones Pest Control, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice, call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. So we're going to go into our uh, in-between segment video. Uh, I have to start shooting emails to get all these people in here. Uh, so we'll be back here in you know less than five minutes and uh, get the fan rant started.
All right, we're still getting the uh oh shit, I just I totally screwed that up. I'm getting the emails out. We're gonna pop that video one more time. Blue Line Auto, located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family-run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes and rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi. 
This is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Ryan. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My High, Joe's very own world of sports. My Hive is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop by in stop in by 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, East in Warren. So we're still waiting. We got people filtering in. Uh I just Dwight just texted me. So the first two. Uh, it will be Miles and Dwight who are going to go. Uh, it looks like we got another one joining here. Here's Miles and uh, Mike. So we, we do have a, a matchup here. So why don't we uh, – and those guys actually have a podcast to get to. So why don't we bring them in, bring in uh, Mike there, bring in Miles. So we'll start, we'll start off with them uh, since we do have uh, uh, a matchup present. That way they can get going to do their thing tonight. Mike. Oh, wait, I'm hey. sorry. Miles is Bengals. I just screwed that up completely, didn't I? <laughs> you doing, I think guys? I am. And Dylan for, for Mike's opponent, aren't we? Yeah, he's actually my colleague of mine, so we both do the uh, Broad Street South podcast. Sweet. Well, Philly, thank you. So. Thank you for joining. We're going to have you. You'll be up here in a few matchups, but I do have Dwight in here now, so I'm going to get this rolling with the uh, first matchup. Make sure you guys who are in here are listening. The rules, uh, we're going to explain them. They're very simple. It's not not difficult to uh, – mm-hmm. Scotty, get your stopwatch ready on your phone, though. Uh, so I'm going to – Yes, sir. There we go. There's a matchup. It you figure like it out now? I think so. I don't fucking know what I'm doing here. All right. <laughs> All right. So here we go, boys. This is uh, matchup number one. So we have uh, Raiders at Bengals. Line's not important. Uh, but what we're going to do, here's the rules. The away team is going to go first. Uh, they will have – this is going to be handled as if we were in court. So, uh, Dwight, the away team, will have two minutes to state his case of why the Raiders will win this game. And then Miles will have one minute to ask questions of Dwight. Not testify, but ask Dwight questions about why the fuck he thinks the Raiders are going to win this game when, you know, Vegas says otherwise, the world says otherwise. Uh, So then after that, we will have Miles will have two minutes to state his case. Dwight will be able to question Miles for a minute after that. And then you will each have a minute to give your closing arguments and we'll go from there. So uh, Dwight, you're on the clock, brother. All right. Well, when it comes to playoffs, it's all about who's hot, who's playing well going into the playoffs. Uh, we've won our last four games. They're all must-win games, and they were legitimate teams. It wasn't just uh, we didn't beat the Jets and the Jags to get into the playoffs. Uh, we're beating the Browns. 
Uh, we had to beat uh, the Colts. We're playing legitimate teams, playoff teams. We basically knocked the Colts out of the playoffs until, well, they kind of did to themselves. They shit the bed against the Jags. But uh, we took care of business. We've been taking care of business. Uh, we've overcome more than any team's ever had to overcome. Um, after the Gruden scandal, uh, we lost our number one receiver in rugs. We've been playing without Darren Waller. We've been playing without Drake. Uh, we lost players on defense, and it hasn't mattered. Uh, we, we've made made it happen. We figured out a way to get it done. So uh, we've won without um, our first-round picks doing shit. Uh, Leatherwood's been terrible. Brandon Parker's been terrible. But Derek Carr's been making it happen. Um, Joe, as you know, Zay Jones is not an NFL receiver. And Derek Carr is making him look like he's having 100-yard games. I mean, he's made Zay Jones look good, uh, which is – it's a miracle on its own. Um, Hunter Renfro is unguardable. We're getting uh, Darren Waller back. Um, Josh Jacobs is picking up. Uh, the defense is is resilient. This entire team is resilient. They've made it happen. Um, it, it doesn't matter what you throw at them. They've made it happen. So they've uh, gone against the odds. No one has switched coaches midseason and made the playoffs. Uh, not since 1961. Ten seconds. So – uh, we've done what we had to do, and we've earned our spot in the playoffs, and we're playing hot right now. That's time. All right. Miles, a minute of questioning. Hammer him out. Uh, just for clarification, I'm going to ask him questions, and then he'll retort? Yeah, he can retort. Uh, keep him as brief okay. or as uh, open-ended as you would like, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I guess my first question for you would be, um, I mean, you mentioned that there's a ton of adversity that this that this team has faced, and I'll give you credit for that. Like, you guys have an yeah. interim head coach, um, and you guys are on a four-game win streak. Uh, but mm -hmm. when we played each other back in November, uh, we ended up winning that game. You know, the final score uh, would have indicated that it was, you know, a fairly lopsided victory. It was a bit closer than that, but we ended up pulling it out. Yeah. And uh, so with you guys, with an interim head coach, uh, flying across country to go to Ohio and playing mm -hmm. in the cold when you guys are used to playing in an air-conditioned stadium in the uh, middle of the uh, desert. In the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. I guess my question is, is like, how do you do – you, do you honestly think that you guys can be successful in uh, playing in the jungle, the frozen jungle? Well, when we first – Switched coaches, Rich Bisatia, our, our head coach, he couldn't figure out how to use his headset. So he's gone a long <laughs> way. Uh, he went on record saying that he couldn't figure out how to use his headset. Yeah. So he's come a long way. He's developed as a coach. Uh, the first time we played you guys, <clears throat> yeah, it <clears throat> looked a lot more lopsided than it was. It was a much closer game. Uh, Joe Mixon kind of took off in the second half, and, and he sealed the game for you guys. Um, but we were in a midseason slump at the same time. We lost five out of six games um, in the middle of the season, and we've turned it around and, and been playing really well. Uh, the defense has stepped up in a big way. Um, Derek Carr's struggles in cold weather are very well documented, um, but we weren't supposed to win the last four games. We were, I, I thought we were going to go one and three in those last four games, and they made me look like an idiot, and – I have no issue with that, um, but and they've won the last four games, and, and they've been close games. Um, there's no team that uh, – nobody wants to see Daniel Carlson lining up for a game-winning field goal because he's going to make it. That's, 
Time. We're four no. All right. Time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Miles. A little over time, actually. Yeah, it's fine. We're, we <laughs> we're letting yeah. him go. We're letting this him go. This is about as structured as yeah. fucking it can get, yeah. right? Yep. It's all good. I, didn't, I didn't know. Also, I, I didn't know I was presenting a legal case here, but I yeah, try it. yeah, you are. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very yeah. proper podcast. Yeah, we, we, you know, it's all good. Okay, so uh, you know, I mean, I guess I'll start with um, you know, the Bengals are also a team that folks really didn't see being here. Uh, you know, they were not projected to win the division as they had. Uh, we actually have the same record. I think we came to it in different ways. You guys got and got hot at the end. But uh, if there's one thing that the Bengals do is, is that they've defied expectations. Uh, you take a look at a guy like Joe Burrow, uh, who, I mean, you just, his whole career is based on defying expectations, whether it be, you know, being benched uh, uh, at Ohio State and then going on to LSU and then break, basically breaking every day and passing record with his buddy Jamar Chase, uh, who's now a Bengal with him. Uh, you know, I mean, his whole, the man thrives off of adversity and the, the brighter the lights get, uh, the better that they perform. I was looking, just kind of refresh my memory. I was looking at some of the stats in their, uh, the LSU playoff games, uh, that Burrow and Jamar played in and, uh, Burrow threw for about 10 touchdowns, no interceptions and had about 95, uh, QBR. Uh, so this is somebody who, who thrives in the bright lights, who didn't have a chance in his rookie season to get there and do it. And I'm really like, really looking forward to, to playing you guys in the jungle, because as you mentioned, Derek Carr is 0 and 5 in cold weather games. Uh, so games that are under, you know, uh, 38 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I'm Canadian. So like I do Celsius, but <laughs> I think that's, I think that's pretty cold. I think, right. If I think 32 is freezing, right. Cold everywhere. Yeah. So I, I mean, my understanding is, is that in Cincinnati, it's going to get down to about like the teens uh, and they're right on the river there. So it's going to be a cold, cold game. And uh, you know, you guys have, you guys have a young promising kicker in Carlson, but yeah, exactly. he's, he's used to kicking in the desert in an air conditioned stadium. Uh, we have Evan McPherson, who who who's basically miss, 55, uh, you know, yards out. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I am totally looking forward to it. And who uh, day? <laughs> All right. One minute question, Dwight. All right. First off, uh, Joe, uh, congratulations. Good job finding a Bengals fan. I wasn't sure they existed. <laughs> um, apparently, I had to go out of the country to find one, but. Uh, good job finding one. Um, we all know Raider Nation. Raider Nation is very well represented, but um, half of them may be in prison. But that's beside the point. Um, but my biggest question is: uh, we watched. Hopefully, everyone watched the Chargers game, and Max Crosby gets after it. Obviously, uh, Joe Burrow's been under pressure all year. He's a uh, their offensive line is not great. Uh, what do you guys think that you can do to limit guys like uh, Ngakwe and Max Crosby and keep them guys from affecting the game? Because um, Max Crosby is going to affect the game. Um, he He's relentless. Uh, I I don't know if you guys can, but what do you what do you think that you guys can do to keep him from uh, moving I, Burrow off his spot and affecting the game? I am counting on uh, Ngakwe and, of course, Max Crosby to be a factor. 
Uh, we are down uh, a tackle. Uh, Riley Reef, who is one of our best uh, pickups in free agency, is is out for the season, and he he did okay against Crosby, but Crosby was pressuring Burrow. I mean, that's what he does. That's what he's been doing all season, right? Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, you know, we're much like you guys. We've gone through a bit of a change since uh, since we played in November. Um, our our style to beat to counter that pass rush was to run the ball a lot. I think Mixon got the ball about thirty times, and he ran for over a hundred yards. So, uh, I, I mean, I would stick with that. But um, you know, Burrow is is so good once you let him out in space. So, you know, if you're getting him on rollouts, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that they they had him do at LSU. You get five wide, you go shotgun, uh, you know, you roll him out, you let him just kind of sling the ball. So I'm really interested to see, uh, you know, now that we now that we've kind of like uh, really kind of matured in this passing offense, I want to see what we can do, because uh, once again, like Burrow thrives under pressure. He likes getting hit. You know, every single one of his like family members that played football up to that point were defensive players. He's like a linebacker who throws the ball. Uh, you know, he loves adversity. He li- he likes getting hit. I think, like really for me, uh, just the, the the thing that I'm scared of obviously is him getting hurt. That happened mm-hmm. last year. Um, I really think that that's uh, that's really the only way that the Raiders have an advantage. Uh, in this game is if they knock out Burrow and, and you know, uh, Max Crosby yeah. being the pressure monster that he is. Uh, we have to we have to run the ball. We got to try and avoid those pressures uh, and, uh, you know, kind of scheme around it. That's time. All right. So each of you starting with Dwight, you got one minute. Close it out. Why the Raiders going to win? Talk some shit. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Although I'd be careful because uh, Miles, it's the first time I'm seeing Miles. He looks like. Andy Dalton hit a gym for like three months straight and just fucking power lifted. <laughs> you're not the first one, buddy. <laughs> to to ever tell you, you that? Yeah, you do. I, I see why. I, I thought fucking Andy Dalton was on the show for a minute. I, was like, I can see right, it. We're going <laughs> places here. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. One minute, Dwight. All right. So, obviously, the first time we played them, they ran the ball down our throats, but the defense has changed. Um we shut down. We didn't completely shut down Jonathan Taylor, but we kept him from taking over the game. He's the best back in the league this year. Uh, we played the Broncos. We shut down Javante Williams and uh, Melvin Gordon. I think they had a combined 18 yards in the entire game. So we can stop the run, and we can force people to pass. Um, Justin Herbert threw all over us, but uh, when it mattered, when we had to make a stop, eventually after about 17 fourth and tens, we were able to eventually come up with a stop. Um, so – this team is resilient. They're battle-tested. They've made it happen. Um, if they don't win, it's going to be one hell of a great game. All right. Miles, one minute. Close her out. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I've, uh, I've talked about Carr's history in uh, cold, uh, cold games. Uh, that's going to be a factor. He's coming to the jungle. It's going to be freezing. Um, you know, uh, we are both very similar in the sense that we have, you know, kind of these underdog style teams, uh, they thrive in adversity. Um, and you know, Burrow and Jamar, since these two guys have gotten together, have literally achieved everything that they said that they were going to do. You know, uh, Jamar Chase, when he was drafted, told reporters, uh, to a bunch of laughs that he was going to break all the records that they had. And lo and behold, he broke, uh, he broke Justin Jefferson, his former LSU teammates, uh, rookie receiving record. And in his rookie year at 21 broke Chad Johnson's receiving yards record as well. So, I mean, these guys, like I said before, 
when the lights get brighter, when the stakes get higher, these guys want to play in those games. They play better when they have the bright lights on them. And they're going to have the entire, you know, they're going to have the whole continent watching, uh, you know, at four yep. o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> and I don't see, uh, I don't see these guys faltering because I haven't seen them do it yet. Uh, you know, you want, if you want reference, go look at the Chiefs game. You know, like yep. it's, you know, I mean, you can talk about, you know, flags, this and that, but we, to win games, you got to be in, right? And that's what they do. They find ways to win games. When they got a deadly that's pass fine. rush, you run the ball but they can also throw. All right. Yep. Hey, I appreciate both of you guys being on. Uh, Miles, I yep. think, did Chad Stewart find you for me? I'm yes, assuming. he did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I love Chad. Him and I talk quite a bit because we like to share ideas, and uh, I like listening to his show too. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for being on. And, uh, again, uh, next week, like I said, 10 or today, 12 people are entering. Only six will return. We'll be doing Fan Rant Divisional Round next week. So, one of you two – I'm going to ask you to come back next week and uh, you'll have a brand new fresh opponent. So uh, if you don't mind uh, close out, I, I only have space for 10 in the bullpen and we're at nine right now. So if you want to continue listening, please do chime in in the comments, but thank you so much for joining. Uh, it was great to hear both your perspectives and uh, big giant Andy Dalton. Thank you again. <laughs> uh, you look like no Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton just drank nothing but protein shakes for the last three years. Yeah. Shouts out to Alpha Power <laughs> Performance, my buddy's powerlifting gym. That's all I all right. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, thanks Joe. First one down. So that was good. I uh, definitely enjoyed that. Thank you, Miles and Dwight, again. Next up. Turn your TV down. Oh, Hunter. boy. Come on, man. Turn it what down. Come on. The Bruins are playing. We're up. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Everybody cares. Just because the Sabres suck don't mean nothing. I don't like the Sabres. Try again. All right. Uh, who's your opponent? It's oh, your you shout, not mine. Hold on. I'll go get him. Oh, great. I get to go against Dickhead Joe. Great. Oh, Awesome. Oh, not Dickhead. Oh, yeah, Dickhead. There we Jones. go. Okay. There she We're is. Back. Yeah, there your opponent is back. All right. Oh, uh, man, I'm going to have to mute people this round. Uh, I can tell already. This is going to be the most non-PG part of the show. Hunter, you got uh, two minutes, bud. I only, need, I only need two seconds. Okay. Bill Bilicek. That's it. That's it. That's all I need to say. 35-7 and seven against Buffalo. Uh, I mean, I am kind of nervous, not going to lie. It's our first playoff appearance without, you know, TB12, you know. It's going to suck. Uh, but I don't think this game's going to be a blot like the last one. We learned a lot, kind of got humbled after, you know, winning a game, one of three passes, I think. I think you passed the ball three times. Yeah. And two of them were like the final drive. It's insane. Uh, I think that kind of humbled us. Uh Going to be on fire after getting embarrassed by the Dolphins, which is crazy how you get your first sweep in 21 years and to fire the guy that did it. But that's the Dolphins for you. Uh, defense is going to be on point. It's going to be close. I don't think we're going to see a lot of uh, throwing the ball again. Uh, your defense is kind of pitiful against the run, so we're going to keep that going for sure. Sorry, Kendall just walked in the room and was like, what the fuck's going on? Okay. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, other than that, trust the trust the run game, trust the defense. I mean, defense. We got we got one of the both of us have the, one of the top five defenses in the league. I really think it's going to come down to a defensive play. Whatever team can get the most turnovers is going to be the one to win the game, or whoever has the ball last. Which, hopefully, it's New England. I hope it's New England. All right, we on to questioning. We got. He's got a minute thirty. If he's good, we can. We can bump on. Like I, mean, I, mean, I want you to put my screen, screen name up for me, man. Put the screen names up. I'm ready. You, uh, screen names ready? can't be up with uh Yeah. So, uh, Hunter, first question. If that run game, the, the 60 mile an hour win Monday night game, right? If that was just the fucking cat's ass, right? We just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Why didn't they do that in their second meeting? The same reason that... uh the Bills didn't run Josh Allen in the first meeting. <laughs> he got one of the best running quarterbacks in the league, and he re- he had seven rushing yards. Why? I, I mean, you see what happens when Josh runs the ball. You win. Your offense is more dangerous. You just came down to who, like I said, defensive play. We could stop you. You couldn't stop us. That's all it comes down to is the defenses. Mac Jones threw 32 times in that game, right? That was stupid. I would have okay. captain like I'd have captain at three. I'm just saying right. personal opinion. No more questioning. You guys are moving through. I like it. That was under All a right. minute. So my ready? started. Yeah. I'm fucking Go ahead. ready. All right, Hunter. I could sit here all Steady night long and me. tell you I could yeah, I'll mute you right now, actually. <laughs> mute there. You can't talk. All right. I could sit here all night long and tell you how much better Josh Allen is than Mac Jones, how much better the Bills' defense is than the Patriots' defense. I would say the only upside that New England has in this game would be the coaching matchup, but that coach hasn't done a fucking thing without TB12. So I'm going to enter something into evidence here, okay? Just real quick, I want to enter this into evidence. All right? This here is a picture of Mac Jones without his shirt on, Okay. That's a that's the fucking quarterback that you think's gonna come into the cold into zero degree temperatures, six mile an hour winds. That's the co- that and uh, compliments to Chad Stewart for introducing me to what a bag of milk is and telling me that it looks like Mac Jones without a shirt on because he's completely right. But that's the quarterback that you think is gonna come into Orchard Park in the first full capacity game <coughs> since 1996, and bring you a win sorry buddy but that ain't happening the air attack is on it's not going to be as windy as it's going to be 54 miles an hour less wind than there was the first time they met up in orchard park when alan was attempting to air it out but you could see what the wind was doing to the ball it's it's just a totally different this matchup is going to be extremely similar to what we saw happen in foxborough and that's what it comes down to under time again, I like it. I, uh, I already unmuted him after you put the graphic up. I felt that oh, okay. wasn't fair. I was hoping he was going <laughs> to chirp at you. No, I'll give him his two minutes. I don't got to go that low to go find pictures of Josh Allen <laughs> being gay. Be chiseled like that. You know what I mean? It would, it would be oh, suspicious okay. if you were looking that shit up. It's suspicious. All right, minute of question. Minute. Minute is that breast milk or regular milk? That's the that's, real question, that, though. That's, breast milk. that's the first question. That's they good. sell it that way in Canada. I learned that the other day from Chad Stewart. <laughs> if it's breast milk, <laughs> that's the bee's knees, man. That's the best milk you can get. All right. Minute for questioning, Hunter. All right. Do you really think that it's going to be like the last meeting in Foxborough? Absolutely. 
You think you think Bill's going to have no new game plan and it's going to be the same blowout it was last time? The greatest I'm saying the game plan is going to be the same. I'm saying the result's going to be the same. Mac no. Jones is going to get put in a position where he's going to have to throw the football, and he can't. Not effectively, not 30 times a game. And if Buffalo gets a couple possession lead, which they probably will, it's it's going to be Mac air attack time, and we all know what that results in. Okay, my, my other question is, are you high? Not currently, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> you got to be the thing that it, it, Buffalo is going to get a multiple possession lead. I mean, no shot. It, it's going to come down to the field goal game, I'm telling you. It's, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, like you said, six mile an hour winds, totally different, 12 mile an hour gusts. It's supposed to be like five degrees. I mean, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. It's it's nervous to be any away team at a home team's venue. It is. I mean, that's that's instant, instant advantage home team, always. But New England travels well. I mean, Cincinnati had to beg their fucking stadium to stop selling to Raiders fans because they couldn't even sell tickets to their own fans. I mean, shit. <laughs> you can't talk shit on the Bengals. With Miles I'm not. I'm just saying. I mean, stuff. it's when your team travels well, it kind of takes the home field advantage away. New England travels well. I mean, it's it's their first playoff appearance since Tom Brady left. Everybody's going to want to be there. I think it's going to be allowed both ways. I mean, and my last question is, what do you want to wager on this? I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you in a Patriots jersey on your profile picture until the end of the re- until the end of postseason after the Super Bowl. If we win, Ooh. that's what I want to see. I want to see you in my Mac Jones jersey until the end of the fucking Super Bowl. If we win, you got a deal. And I'll wear I'll wear a Bills jersey until the end of the Super Bowl. If you win, sounds good. All right, I'm in. All right. I didn't shy away last time. I already changed your profile just, picture once, and uh, I'll just do it. You know, we can do that again. <laughs> okay, we'll see. You we'll both see. lost to the Colts. And <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Yeah. Right, well, we had a minute for closing, Hunter. Go Wait, ahead. T- All right, time out. Let's comment on Darren real quick. What teams are in the playoffs again? <laughs> All right, that's cool. They can watch us at home. That's fine. <laughs> we lasted a week longer than they did. <laughs> oh, Elon, <laughs> Yeah, unless you sign Eli, we'll be all right. <laughs> all right, go ahead, go ahead, so we can get moving on to our next pair. Oh, we they got like five minutes, man. We've been catching no, this life. No, they have a pot. Actually, uh, we're ten minutes past schedule right now. So go ahead. Closing arguments. Like I said, it's it's one of the best rivalries that the NFL has to offer. It's going to be a good game, regardless. It's two teams that have something to prove. The Patriots want to prove that Tom Brady doesn't make New England great, and the Bills want to prove that they can, you know, make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they spent all the time and money building the team, and they built a great team. I just don't think it's great enough to beat New England right now in the playoffs. Maybe when, uh, maybe when the offensive coordinator takes over and Bill leaves, you'll have a chance. But until then, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> just don't see it. He lost to a quarterback that threw three times in a fucking game. That's unheard of. There's Vikings fans out there that are taking right. offense in this, just for the record. So, yeah, it, it, is un, it is unheard of. It is unheard of, Hunter, and it's something that we're never going to see again because they can't hide Mac Jones twice in one season, and that's exactly what they did that night because they knew that noodle-fucked arm can't throw anything through the wind. So it's exactly what they did. They didn't want anything to do with him throwing the ball. It made sense. I, mean, I hope Josh Allen snubs his little toe on his bed when he wakes up Saturday morning and can't and, play. And it'll still be faster than anybody on the Patriots. Faster than anybody on the Patriots? I don't know. He's pretty fast. 
I don't know about faster than anybody. So, anyways, as I was saying, I do. I, I agree with Hunter when he says that both teams have a lot to prove here. Uh, this is a meaningful game for both of them. This is AFC East, uh, you know, kingship, if you will, for for until at least, you know, next year. But uh, with the Patriots having owned it for so long, the Bills are trying to make their space now and, uh, you know, be the beast of the East. And uh, I just I think that that team is rolling right now since the second half of the Bucks game. They've looked really, really good. People have commented on what took place uh, against the Jets and the Falcons and when it was close at times. I don't think Dable's given people a lot. Those are games they knew they were going to win. And then we talk about the running game where, where people say they have no running game. They've had over 500 yards the last three games. They're running the football well now. Devin Singletary's hitting stride. He's being patient, waiting for blocks. It's it's a recipe for them to continue rolling, and I think they lump the Patriots. I think Judon shits all over Singletary. Oh, Judon, will probably, Judon will probably try and trip Josh Allen while he's behind him running down the field again like a little bitch. No, Judon's going to put him on his ass a couple times. We'll share that video on the podcast page, too. Judon's a scumbag. Oh, it's okay. I like scumbags in New England. It's fine. We know. <laughs> it's the only way you're able to cheer for a team like that. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Right, we got to move on. Hunter, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'll see you next week when I'm on again. Thanks, Hunter. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good way to end. <laughs> see ya. All right, we got to move on. We got to get. Uh, I know we got Mike yeah, now. Mike and and we got Dylan. Those are the two who I was waiting on. Well, I wasn't. Welcome back, Mike. First. Sorry about that, boys. Sorry it's taking so long. We're trying to get through. I know you have a show in like twenty-seven minutes, right? Yes, sir. How you doing? How's everybody tonight? Good. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming on. Uh, so you saw how the uh, setup's going a little bit, right? Away team being the Eagles. You're going to go first. Two minutes to state your case. Go ahead. I think the Eagles just got to come out, play smash mouth football, run the ball, the number one offense, not number one run offense, you know, since week eight. They just got to come out and knock Brady the hell around. I mean, no AB, Chris Godwin's out for the year. Basically just contained Gronk, Cameron Braid, OJ Howard. Um, you know, they, they got to get pressure on Brady. You got, you know, Javon Hargrave, you got Fletcher Cox, you got, Josh Webb, Derek Barnett, Milton Williams, they got to get in there and knock Brady around. And, you know, being that, you know, this team is, you know, Eagles are playing with house money. They got Lane Johnson back now on the offensive line. And, you know, it's just beat the hell out of Tampa Bay. But problem of it is the last couple of weeks, Eagles, you know, beating up on the Giants and beating up on Washington, you know, you, you were flat in the first half. And, you know, Brady comes out and picks you apart. You're done by halftime. I mean, you got to keep the pedal on the metal with going up against New Yeah, going up against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, where are uh, I, oh, where are we at, at time wise? We got a minute 15 in. So he's got 45 left if he you wants got 45 it. seconds left to go if you got more. I mean, since, like I said, since week eight, the Eagles have turned this team around from two and five. They won seven of the last ten games. You know, Nick Sirianni fig finally figured out how to run the ball. I mean, you got Jordan Howard. Hopefully, Miles Sanders is cleared to play tomorrow. You got Boston Scott, Kenny Gamewell. And hopefully, you know, Sirianni will stick to, you know, the run game plan, even though Tampa Bay's third in the league against the run. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rieger, De 
Devontae Smith role, just going to have to step up in this. All right, that's time. Minute of questioning for right, uh, Dylan. Dylan, you got you got a minute to ask questions. God, you fraud. Let's go. <laughs> so so here's the deal. Listen, listen. What last week that Eagles game against Dallas? It looked like a Temple football game gone bad last week. There I were have second to say and that. third stringers. You stinking fraud. That that hey, crummy yeah. Cowboy team stuck yeah. the ass in there. I hey, mean, what the matter. what the hell? Dallas is off. I mean, they were up twenty. It was tied twenty twenty. Dallas's offense didn't even really look good against a bunch of guys that probably be pumping gas in Jersey in another six months. Who the fuck knows? If you really want to know, my man. I mean, you got Dak and that Ewok-looking motherfucker who, who's done. <laughs> Tony Pollard's way better than that friggin' overpaid pig. Okay, okay. Hey, listen, it's all right. It's all right. It still looked terrible. You still had starters playing last week. so you Yeah, can't but it was a joke. Away. I mean, they act yeah. like they won the Super Bowl. Hey, exactly. Oh yeah, five touchdowns. Big deal. It, a, a bunch against a, a, a bunch of guys who may not even make the team next year. Dallas is going to lose against the 49ers. And all and all hold on. And all he reality, knows. here's 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 my question for you though. How is Jalen Hurts going to overcome the pressure of heading into Tampa Bay? Listen, we've only lost one game all season. We beat some good teams at home in Ray J with the cannons firing, raising all those flags, <laughs> Tom Brady leading the charge. How does Jalen Hurts overcome all that? I mean, Tampa Bay is a party town. We we love to have fun down here in the it's Ray J a party in the Bay too, area. Brother. Yeah, but it's yeah, a but the fan base right now, everybody sucks. Everybody's sitting in their over. suites. You got, up, a bunch, in the... you got a bunch of transplants from all over. <laughs> How does Jalen, so listen, Philly. listen, how does Jalen Hurtso overcome all this pressure heading into his first playoff That's game? With a rookie question. head admit, coach as I'm well. an Eagles fan, but I'm a realist, and I'll tell like it is. This team has their backs against the wall. I mean, I think they're getting Tampa Bay at the right time. I mean, no AB, no Godwin. Like I said, you got to contain Gronk, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard. You got to shut down Leonard Fournette and Russ rest of that running game so all right you know done two minutes Stay first off, i got i got i gotta ask you first off fuji uh you, you know the philadelphia <laughs> eagles what type of species are they because all i know is sunday they're gonna be in danger in danger of losing to tom brady i mean how can uh, yeah. you say anything else tom brady is the goat i mean we built a farm here in tampa for him to live here i mean in tampa mm. he is the goat he I mean, just a few weeks ago, we played yeah, a You know, the goal, the goat's not going to be old come Sunday when Javon Hargrave knocks him the fuck out of that game. Listen, and then listen. he'll be on the sideline sucking up Jarrett in the wheelchair. But in all reality, listen, Tom Brady, I mean, what does this man not do? Even in, when his back's against the wall, we saw a game against the Jets where they were losing. And granted, the Jets aren't a great football team mm. this year. But we saw a team with the Jets where everything that could go wrong for Tampa Bay went wrong. And we still beat the New York Jets in that day. Tom Brady can do everything. We've had guys step up. And that's what's been amazing to see is seeing these guys step up for Tampa Bay. We've seen Anthony Nelson step up on defense with a lot of our injuries this season. We got our big boy Vita Vea back. He's going to be up there with the beef. And obviously, hopefully going to see JPP back here soon as well. And we got, I mean, this guy rushed all throughout the NFL last year in the playoffs. 
Mr. Playoff Lenny himself, Leonard Fournette, baby. We're going to be running mm. all over Philadelphia. It's going to be rainy, but Brady's going to love it. It's going to look like a North game, a Northern game mm. here on Sunday in Tampa Bay. But Brady, he loves that weather. He loves the rain weather. And heck, he beat the Patriots in the rain, and that wasn't even a nice-looking game for Tom Brady. I think Tampa Bay comes into this game. They squash the Philadelphia Eagles, and you guys can swim right back up to the Delaware <laughs> Valley. And just like in Eagles fashion, you'll get stopped by all the ice that's in the, the river and, you know, in the water right now because it's so cold in Philadelphia. And that's exactly how the Eagles are right now. They are the cold team heading into this game. And I like my Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get the job done, baby. Well, first of all, that's right on two minutes. That was perfect. First of all, the little <laughs> sisters of the poor can beat the Jets. <laughs> Alabama or Georgia could kick the shit out of the Jets up and down Broadway. Bro gives a rat. This ain't the same team he tamped the Bucks played back in week six. It's a different Eagles team, my man. Don't worry. Okay. Different Eagles team. Different Eagles team. I see. Hey, definitely hey, is. Well, listen, just to let don't, you know. Don't wave the flags. When we're, when we're in the Super Bowl, but you know, we'll send you some gear and we'll send you some Pro Bowl merchandise for your Eagles players so you can well, at least have a bowl send, game to You could send that hat and a shirt and I'll wipe my ass with it and send it back to you. No, listen, Tampa Bay, if we're at home. We thrive at home. I think Tampa Bay is going to whoop up on the Eagles on Sunday. Where, it's going to be where beautiful. Where are all these Bucs Buck fans been before Tom Brady when you had Jameis Winston throwing 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions? We was, were that, in the, was the stadium selling out then? Yeah, we were just we were, in the, we were in the yeah, fancy suites. No, we were in the fancy suites. We were looking at our Super Bowl yeah, trophies. We were enjoying draw. ourselves. You couldn't draw any. You couldn't draw flies in that stadium before Brady came to town. It's all right. It's all right. How you many couldn't Super draw. Hey, listen, how many Super Bowls have the Eagles won? One. Uh, one? Yeah, we got two now. So, hey, mm. listen, we're going to go for three. You got one because you bought yourself the quarterback. Other than that, that team was in the shitter for the last 10, 12 years. Hey, he was open. He was open for you guys. We're like, should be in his minute of questioning. You're dropping the ball as the host here. I yelled time. I just love bandwagon. I just like listening to They're doing a good job. They're doing a good job. I'm letting go. All right. Take a minute each, starting with Mike. Give us a minute of closing, and then uh, Dylan, minute of closing, and then we're going to move on to the 49ers-Cowboys. Oh, you want me yeah. to go? Who do you want to start? Yeah. The road team can go first. That's always how it's been. You know what I mean? The road team. Come on. You're visiting. Well, like I said, I mean, hey, it's going to be it's going to be a fight that it finishes. You know, as I said before, state it's it's not the same team since week six. You know, as you said, you know, you, you got to get pressure on Brady. You know, the Eagles. I mean, you contain Gronk. You, you shut down that tight end tandem and Mike Evans. I mean, you, you got to just bring it. Like I said, you can't play thirty minutes of football. You got to play sixty minutes of Discipline and smart football. You got to keep Brady off the field. I mean, right, ahead, as, you, as, as you said, Jalen Hurts is a rookie. He's going, you know, his first game, he's doing more than what the hell Carson Wentz did in six minutes after Javon, Javon Clowney <laughs> knocked him the hell out two years ago against Seattle. As for All me, right. listen, 
Tom Brady, just just start out strong. I mean, we've been struggling a little bit on defense the last couple of weeks with the run. The run has got to us these last couple of weeks, but you know we're getting some guys back. We got playoff Lenny, as I mentioned, coming back, who I think is going to be a big piece to add to our team. And again, we're really good at home. We've only lost one game at home, and it was a nine to nothing loss against New Orleans, which it wasn't our best game. But hey, we still have some big home victories for us. You know, we got the cannons firing. We got the fans there. It's going to be a full house. It may be a little bit rainy, but, you know, again, Tom Brady loves that, you know, crappy kind of north, you know, Boston type weather because that's mm. he thrives under that. And listen, Tom Brady's a go. I mean, he just finds way to win. And when you're in the playoffs, it's Tom Brady and then all the other quarterbacks behind him. I mean, that's just how it is because Tom Brady is just a playoff magic man. He's he's the magic man when you get into the playoffs and Tampa Bay, we're going to the Super Bowl. And Fuji, I better see that Brady T-shirt on you at mm, the end never. of the season with the little Super Bowl logo because is that what you got? You can add a little one right you next to that, that too. That piece of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> when those when those cannons go off, Tampa Bay Bucks will be sinking like hit that iceberg like the Titanic. Going straight right. down. Hey guys, going you know straight what? down the toilet. You You'll know be sitting really, at home next week what really watching the Eagles me. play Green Bay. What really upsets me is that I wish uh <laughs> I wish the Eagles and Bucks were playing again next week because I just want to hear you guys talk <laughs> shit to each other again. <laughs> <laughs> this is hey, great. Thank man. you, thank you, thank you guys both for jumping on and uh representing Appreciate your squads. It. Uh yeah, you guys are awesome. You want to give thank a quick you. plug? What's your podcast called again? World Street South. What do you guys cover? Just all things sports? Uh, we're four for four Philly. We cover some national sports. Um, I'm the co-host. Dylan here. See, here's the thing. Look, the host, Angel Martinez, is from Philly, but he actually lives in Tampa now. Okay. I mean, so we're that... Philly Bay. We Dylan is actually our Tampa correspondent. Cool. So well, you know, Dylan, we cover you a little bit of guys... everything. You guys both did an awesome job. Really appreciate you coming Thank on. You. And uh, I'll be reaching out to one of you to be back next week. So uh, you guys can uh, enjoy your texting. Well, you, you hating can delete on each that other. email. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank Good you. luck with your. All right. <laughs> this is great. Who are we bringing in now? Timmy. Timmy. Timmy, you're on. Timmy. There we go. What's up, guys? Well, how's it going, brother? What's going on? You All have right, to go so against Sketty. You gotta go you against Sketty. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. The good thing is, is if somehow by a miracle you guys win, you get to come back and talk shit to me next week. So that's true. Like, yeah, you do. Hey, won't happen, next week. But, yeah. Oh, geez. All right, hey, <laughs> All right. Niners. Hey. Niners are traveling. Two minutes, Sketty. Let's go. Hey, well, first I'd like to congratulate Timmy and his Cowboys on a great season. <laughs> Micah Parsons is an absolute fucking stud. Something to look forward, you know, uh, in the future for you guys, which is going to start Sunday, your future, because your season ends Sunday. It's <laughs> fucking done, son. It's done. The Cowboys have 0% chance to beat the Niners. Zero. I'm telling you right now, I should have been on here debating myself because the only team in the <laughs> NFC that can beat the 49ers is the 49ers. If Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't turn the ball over, Which if the will. defense doesn't doesn't do stupid ass penalties on third down to bail you guys out, and Kyle Shanahan doesn't decide, hey, let's start throwing the ball when we're up fucking thirty and the run game's been working, you have no chance, none. 
I said it in my fan ran at the beginning of the season. We have the best weapon in football in Debo Samuel. Darren, we know they lost to the Colts. There was a little bit of struggle. But you know who the hottest team in the NFC is right now? The San Francisco fucking 49ers. Seven and two down the stretch. Seven and two. Including two wins against the two-seed Rams, who lost the two-seed because they couldn't close the door on the Niners. This team pounds the fucking rock. They get after the quarterback, which covers up a little bit of hole in the secondary. You got no chance. You got no chance. And that's all I got to say about that. Timmy, you got uh, one minute to shoot your questions to Honorati. All right, Scotty. So you said that uh, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't turn the ball over, which do you know who, uh, who had the most interceptions this year? The same guy who gave up the most yards in the league. He's going to pick off Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Which will be, that'll be nice Not, after uh, Debo has like 160 yards receiving on him. That'll be great. Not to be honest with you, the biggest matchup I'm worried about is George Kittle. George Kittle, although J. Ron Curse just got released off the COVID list, how he comes back, who knows? But I think that's going to be one of the biggest things in this game is, is, is shutting down Kittle. Um, and I mean, you got, so, so you think that the offensive line is going to be able to shut down Demarcus Lawrence? Randy Gregory, and Mike Parsons? Absolutely. You're forgetting, this is a team that won a playoff game two years ago, only throwing eight passes, and they hey, won in Buffalo where the wind was blowing 50 ago. miles per hour. It's Stop the same team. The <laughs> it's the same. We're going to see the same thing. They ain't going to let these guys. Mike Parsons ain't going to get a sack because they ain't going to let him get a sack. They just hand the oh, ball off get, every time. You oh, get 4.5 yards of carry the Cowboys give up against, against the shitty NFC East. I'm saying it's bad news, Timmy. I'm sorry. It's bad news. All right. Timmy, two minutes. State your case. All right. So first off today, everybody on the active roster is at practice. They have no injuries. Everybody's healthy. They're getting healthy at the right time. Going to start hitting their stride at the right time. Uh, Dak's going to finally get out of his rut or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that happens to everybody. Um, Zeke is getting better, although I wish they play Pollard more because, yeah, I think he's better right now. Uh, they got Zeke. I mean, he's got uh, some knee braces now that he supposedly thinks is going to help him. I still think Pollard's better. I think they should stick with him, run Zeke second. Uh, Michael Gallup getting hurt last week was huge, but they still got Lamb. Dalton Schultz has come on huge this year. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you got Cooper, you know, the old veteran that always seems to come through in big third down situations. Uh, and then you go to the defense. Uh, they've looked sketchy at times, but I feel like they're pulling everything back together now. Dan Quinn's hopefully got a good setup for the 49ers. I, I, I think the Cowboys are going to handle the 49ers very easily. Sketty questioning. Uh, Tim, what's the Cowboys' best win this season? <laughs> uh, maybe the Saints. <laughs> no, they've struggled against good teams. I totally agree. However, the 49ers aren't a good team, so they're not going to struggle against them. The, the, the so, San Francisco 49ers, the same ones who are 8-3 and three since week 8? What are the Cowboys since week 8? Did they just lose to the bad Cardinals team? Like, not the good Cardinals team, but the bad one? Hey, it's all in the past. We're moving forward. Hey, we're going to be hot. Dallas is going to look good. Going all the way, baby. 
All right. Uh, so where are we at? That was the case being stated. Did yep. you do questioning already? Yep. Yeah, you did. Okay, so we're yep, at closing. We're closing. Right? Yeah, minute yep. to close. Go ahead, Sketty. I'm going to keep my closing really brief. I see that James is in the comments here. Uh, oh Timmy, I don't know if you have James's number or if James has your number, but I just hope that you guys reach out to each other on Sunday so you can talk about how shitty it is to have your whole season ruined by the 49ers. And like, make sure you guys get it. I hope, you know, the best for you and consoling your emotions <laughs> when this happens. But I, I, I actually agree with him. I want to rip that mustache off. Him. So listen, hey, hey, I'm going to bring something in here that I don't care how many fan rants you have. You're never going to be able to top this. Now, listen, Cowboys are going to win. They're going to win easily. Scotty, will you wear a Cowboys jersey if they lose? Uh, will you wear a Niners jersey? Yeah, I will. All right, we got another bet. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm in. So, so, I'm not Lee Corso, but 1985 brought me this, baby. Cowboys going to strap <laughs> up. And we're heading to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> I'm not sure I can get this off. <laughs> Look at that baby, huh? She's all, she's all banged up from football back in the day. You better, you better get somebody to come over and pry that thing off your head. I got it. See that? All right. Hey, hey Timmy, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Timmy. Uh, and again, see what happens this weekend. We might be needing you back next week, all right? I'll see you next Probably week. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> Oh, man, that was a good one, too. All right, we're on to Steelers and Chiefs. I'm adding Jake and I'm adding Jen. Thank you guys for waiting patiently. Jen's been here in the, in the bullpen since, like, the beginning. And Jen, you're Hunter's, you're Hunter's mom. I am. We will not hold that against you. <laughs> He's got to get his shit from somewhere, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you should have you passed on which teams you cheer for because the Patriots are a bunch of assholes. So, all right. Uh, if you've yeah. been paying attention, uh, the rules are simple. Jake, I know, just got in here, so he might be a little behind. But what we're doing is uh, Steelers being the away team. Jake, you will have two minutes to take your case as to why the uh, Steelers can win this game. Jen will then have one minute to ask you questions, and then we will swap that. Jen will have two minutes to state her case, and uh, Jake, a minute of questioning, and then a minute of closing for each of you. So, Jake, go ahead. Two minutes, bud. All right. Um, I think it's huge that the Steelers have the underdog role. Uh, they seem to do pretty well uh, watching them over the 18 seasons that Ben Roethlisberger has been at quarterback. Um, I think Ben's, what, 13-9 and nine in the playoffs? Um He's been there before. He seems to come up big in big moments. Um, not to mention the season's been frustrating, but they have beaten the Titans and the Bills, uh, who are better seeds in the uh, AFC standings right now. Um, I think it's been big that they moved uh, Haas and Howard to center. They seem to be burning the ball better, moving the ball better, being able to pass better down the field. Um, Edmonds and Fitzpatrick in the secondary at safety have been good, uh, bringing in Witherspoon. Um, a healthy Joe Hayden, Cam Sutton, they're all getting interceptions. Their defensive seems, seems to have rallied quite a bit since Ben announced his retirement. Um, they've been playing better football. Um, I kind of had to talk myself into the, how they could win this game, but uh, I think if the defense continues to rally and play good football, tackle, um, Steelers offense controls the clock and Najee Harris runs the ball well. 
I think they have a chance. I see they're getting James Washington back, and there's a possibility that Juju Smith-Schuster might play. Um, I didn't see that. Boswell, he's always clutched with a long kick and big moments. But, uh, yeah, the Chiefs are good, so we'll see. All right. Uh, Jen, you have one minute to ask questions. Yep. Okay. You think Ben has the fortitude to really uh, come out? He's old. Old. He is old, yeah. Uh, old. I think he showed it throughout the season that he still has it from time to time. Like yeah. I said, if they can run the ball and control the time clock, and then uh, some of those clutch moments that they need him, I think he'll deliver. I don't think he'll be able to hear himself. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. Okay, you think Agreed. Claypool could not be the diva and cost your team a game? What's that? You think Claypool could not be a diva and cost your team a game? Yeah, I think they'll all be ready for this. Egos, my friend, egos. All right. Hey, let's go to two minutes. Jen, stay in okay. case. Playoffs. Pat Mahomes, 64% completed uh, percentage, 17 touchdowns, only four picks, 2,300 yards in eight games. Come on, man. Come on, man. Besides that, besides that, against your precious Ben, who's only really good thing he is, is dodging coat hangers and rape charges. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, well, let's, yeah. Um, we're 2 now. 2 now. Uh, and pass thrown for 584 yards with nine touchdowns and a passing rating of 148.2. So I think you're coming into the loudest stadium ever. And it's in the Guinness books because we didn't cheat. And I think Ben's super old and I don't think there's going to be a coat hanger in sight. So <laughs> Jake, one minute to question. Oh, how do you figure on planning handling a healthy TJ Watt coming at Mahomes? Oh, well, that's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. Watt's a beast. I mean, I will give him that. He's very uh, entertaining to watch. But I'm going to pray to the football gods that our (laughs) offensive line knocks him on his ass every time. I mean, but what else do you have, really? A healthy Watts. A healthy Joe Hayden, my cornerback. (laughs) An up-and-coming Witherspoon. Up-and-coming, love. Up-and-coming. Hey, but they've been picking the ball up off. Up and coming. coming. You have a has been. Watch, watch out for those interceptions. So I'm saying. Dude, Jake, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt real quick. I kind of feel bad for you because you got paired up against the pissed off mom. And <laughs> <laughs> like I, I mean, want to get. Sorry, I, I have a hard time coming up with reasons that I thought they could win, but. He's, I know, he's digging deep, Joe Hayden. I, I just digging deep. Come, like, I feel like you're going to need a really big hug after this. Is <laughs> done, you know? So, uh, all right. One minute of closing. Jake, lead the way. I think the keys to a Steelers victory would be tackle, tackle, tackle. Uh, they must minimize the big plays uh, from Hill. Uh, control the clock with the run game and Najee Harris. Uh, show up offensively in the first half, which they haven't done all season except the last two games. Um, don't turn the ball over. I think in the first contest this season, they turned it over three times. They can't do that at Arrowhead. 
Um, they need to contain Patrick Mahomes. And uh, they need a big game from Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, Chase Claypool. All right, Jen, one minute. Um, I'm just going to say that I'm going to be back next week. And uh, hail to the kingdom, baby. I, I just realized <laughs> there's, there's a chance that I could end up paired against Jen, and I'm kind of – That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to like it. I'm going to just be honest with you. I'm, interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to – might have to find somebody else to replace me. I don't know yet. Uh, real quick, wanted to throw this comment out there because it's fucking hilarious. Jackson Mahomes Juju TikTok collab incoming. <laughs> if he makes the trip, you can be sure that there will be one. All right. Hey, Jake, Jen, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, it was uh, great to hear both your sides, and we'll see one of you next week. Go Steelers. See you next week. <laughs> All right. We're, we're into the, the – Last two. Here we go. This will be good too. Uh, oh, I got a little stream. We got Mike I'd, and Paul. Go ahead, Sketty. What'd you have? I'd like to give a little tip of the hat to Mike. Moon sucks to suck, pal. I don't know what to tell. Oh, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what, Sketty? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Sketty, I shaved my balls this morning. Looks like your mustache could use it, okay? Moon, Moon, the last time the Rams beat the Niners, that fucking goatee was black, bud. Oh, 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 yeah. All right. Hey, uh, so yeah, is Kaepernick. I just, I just realized. I just, I just realized that I'm in the uh, I'm in a a room of AFC or NFC West, like three NFC West fans. That's insane. Yeah, uh, that's right, so, real quick, Mike. Yes, thank sir. You so, thank you so much for joining. You were uh, passed on from Chad Stewart, also. That's correct? right. That's right. right. We love Chad. He helped us out big time getting this put together. Sorry you sat in the hopper for so long also. Oh, that's all right, guys. All right. I've enjoyed all it right. so far, guys. It's been great. Also, we really wanted to note that we finally found a Cardinals fan. His name is Mike Garrett. Is that how you say your last name, Garrett? <laughs> that is how you're correct. That's right, buddy. In our hometown, me and Sketty and Paul here, actually. Yeah. Uh, we have a friend whose name's Mike Garrett. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Whose dad yeah. is also Mike Garrett. Well, let's all forget. Let's not forget that Mike Garrett, the famous running back Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, and the only difference is, is he's black with an ETT and I'm an ATT. But, you know, let's not, let's not touch hey, small world, huh? That's right. That's all right. right. Who's the home team here? Uh, Rams. Rams are. All right. So, yeah. Mike, you're leading the way. Two minutes. All right. Uh, give us your rundown. All right, boys. Well, first off, we're happy to be on the road, eight and one on the road this year. That's always great. Uh, looks like we're going to get healthy all at the right time. We got uh, both Connors and uh, Chase Edmonds as game time decisions, uh, which usually he's going to tell me that's going to play. Uh, Kingsbury already said that Murray, he expects this to be Murray's best game ever. So if he can keep his emotions in check, he's been real conservative since he's coming back from that ankle week. But I, I think he's going to use his legs. And when he does that, he is a dangerous man and he creates some serious magic. But most of all, guys, getting J.J. Watt back for this game is massive, right? Like, you, I don't care. You can tell me he's 30 years old and he's washed up. He's J.J. Watt, all right? He's been out seven fucking weeks. All he's done is work his ass off to get back for this game. He doesn't have many playoffs left, right? And he is going to command a double team every single time. And even if he does nothing in this game, just having him in there is going to free up somebody else. And that's going to free up Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, Marcus Golden, Zach Allen. Like, those guys are coming, and they're coming for uh, – they're coming for Stafford. Not to, 
uh, from the offensive line, you know, we got to just play a little better than last week. You know, I was at the game. It was a little tough to watch. But, uh, you know, I got a feeling this is the playoffs, boys. This is do or die. We're going to come out there and we're coming in there. We've already beat them once uh, in L.A. this year, and we're going to come again. All right. Paul, you have one minute to question Mike on his uh, testimony there. All right. I mean, the the big thing, and, and I think the X factor going into Monday night's game is, you know, what role Cam Akers can play because obviously – the way McVay likes to do things, he likes to establish that run early and often, almost like the 49ers, Getty. And, you know, once once they get that going, that opens Stafford up to do whatever. And, you know, Cooper Cup is, you know, he catches the, the pass five yards out and gets 35 yards on the yak. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's dangerous either way. It is. Um, the the big thing that scares me is is the way McVeigh has done things lately. I mean, look at the way he blew it against the 49ers. I mean, it, if what he's doing is working, that's great. But when it doesn't work, he just keeps going and keeps going. And, yeah. you know, uh, Raheem Morris, I mean – it was nice, you know. You, you got more play toys with Von Miller and and things like that, and and you know, uh, now things were starting to gel, and and you know they, they had Fuller go out and uh, Rap get the concussion, so you know, uh, now we're looking at Eric Weddle coming out of retirement to, to play safety. Yeah. Uh, so that's well, so again, in response to that, if J.J. Watt actually plays, he's going to clog up that middle, and that's going to really put a hamper on that running game for David Akers, especially if David Akers isn't 100%. Okay? Right. Now, with that pressure going on, now, this is one of my rebuttals for when you bring you your rate breakdown. If you're worried about Matthew Stafford making Matthew Stafford passes, you know, we all know he's like a Brett Favre. He's a gunslinger. He's going to throw the ball all the time. He doesn't care where it's going to go. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Right? And we do have the secondary that is going to intercept him and bring him back. Okay, we do have Byron Murphy, who's got over six interceptions on the year. Jalen Thompson's quick. Buda Baker is always a threat. So, you know, you got to I got a feeling we're going to be coming for this game. All right. Yeah. And, and there Paul, again, with Paul, uh, go ahead and uh, start your two minutes of testimony. Why are the Rams going to win? They're probably not. <laughs> Make up a job easy for me, buddy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's, let's get real here. I, mean, I got the good pair. All right. They're yeah, gonna look did. real good. <laughs> I, the confidence is just oozing off. Of your oh, I just I feel right it over here. I'm yeah, getting scared now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> that might be that. That's my mic drop. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like, well, like it. I said, my big concern for you guys is if we got a lot of pressure coming in on Matthew Stafford, you know, if he starts, you know, starts to unravel, which we know he has in the past, I'm not going to deny his talent. He's got an unbelievable arm. I'm glad he's on a winning team doing, you know, able to build a winner. But, you know, you still got to be worried about him. I mean, last week we played Russell Wilson and he's conservative with the football and we still got him. We got one yard away from two defensive touchdowns against him. So, you know, we're there's certain parts of our game that we're really playing well. We're getting healthy. And I, like I said, I got a feeling we're going to put it all together for this game. Well, did they, and that's did kind they of the same the thing where. Uh, series split, 1-1. One, one. Yeah. That's what I thought. 
the 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 demise of of Kyler Murray in the in the second half and and kind of the demise of Matthew Stafford in the second half is mm-hmm. who who's going to be the quarterback they can be and yep. who's going to keep it going. Um, well, I completely agree. But like I said, yeah. we haven't seen Murray use his legs since he went out with that ankle sprain. Right. We saw a little bit of it in the fourth quarter against Dallas when he needed to turn and burn. He's always, you know, and I saw it a little bit last week, too. I was at the game and, you know, he's able to when he needs to to get that six yards because he is quick. But he's definitely been more conservative. But this is a one. This is the playoffs, boys. This is what we come to play. So be ready for him to be a weapon in the air, but also a threat on the ground as well. And- yeah. Paul, Look for like Snoop Dogg in the in the stands and stuff like that. On oh Saturday. yeah, you get a little starstruck in L.A., baby. You know. Yeah. Uh, Paul, Darren, Darren wants to know how many buttholes do we think Odell's going to be punching this week? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, did you see that video? Because I didn't know that that even happened. And then Darren texts me the video where a ball was picked off by Stafford, or Stafford throws a pick, and uh, he goes to punch to knock the ball free. And just straight squares this dude up right in the ass. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. It was really funny. That's better than a good old tongue punch to the fart box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put that against the past Odell either. He looks like a little bit of a freak. That's true. One, so, you know, like, that's I wouldn't true. put that past him, you know. Yeah. Dude, man does the spare time. It's his own business. Very fair. Right? Yeah. Is, uh, is D-Hop – healthy or is he done for no the year? i think he's going to be done boys and that's where it's going to really be good because like we really have to spread it out we've been throwing way too much to aj green we got yeah. to get christian kirk more involved you know I think, you know yeah and i got a feeling they've also been quiet about it but i got a feeling rondell moore they've kept him out the last two weeks i think they just want to give him a couple extra weeks on that ankle and he's a big game guy too you know he's he a guy good. that like like cooper cups where if you get him into the flat in a five-yard gain it's a chance of 35 if you give him the speed so yeah you know they got to spread that's the key to victories they got to spread that offense around zach Ertz is going to get his touches he's zach Ertz. he's going to do his thing but you know it's the other guys that are really going to have to step up and catch the ball all right, fellas. Well, hey, one of you will return next week. I'll see you next week, boys. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> hey, I'll still be here. Yeah. Paul's <laughs> still just be hanging out, trying to see. Hey, guys, thanks again for putting me against the easy guy. I was a little worried. I'm like, crap, I don't have questions. I only got one. Fuck, let's go. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on, Mike. Thanks, guys. I'll be in touch There's with you. Deal. All right, guys. Good luck. See ya. All right. See ya. Paul, well done, bud. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Who's gonna win? Or why do you think the Rams are gonna win? Well, I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> <probably> not. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right. See you guys. Thanks, man. Wow. We made it. We made it. All we got everybody in. Uh really it, shocked. It not, yeah. What well, wasn't as structured as we probably should have no. had it. I was yeah, really it, I was no, really it, just letting people go. Yeah, it was well. I mean, it all started with uh, Mike and Dylan because yeah, dude. Well, they were good. I might, I might just make because I was thinking about making videos of each rant and posting them individually. But I can't wait to post uh, Mike yeah, and they, Dylan. Yeah, they, they were good. They He's were like good. stroking out. Yeah, <laughs> it was Love awesome. It. Yeah, passionate Philly fan. I'll, I'll fucking <clears throat> take them on the show any. I loved week, how much so. he was shitting on the Cowboys too. I was like, I wish I could have gave him points. I'd that was yeah, that was points. funny. Actually, I think Darren put a comment yeah, in where he was like, Darren did in Philly fashion. This guy's hating cow the Cowboys more I, than he is uh, hating on the 
Um, I also noticed Bucks. that Darren uh, Darren commented that the Colts beat like three quarters of these playoff teams. Yeah, so, they like, did. <laughs> maybe 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 you should beat the fucking Jags, Darren. Like, what the hell? I <laughs> beat all those teams. Like, who did you lose too. to? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, episode forty three. Thank you everybody who tuned in. Thank you everybody who joined the show. Uh, thank you for all the comments. Yep. Appreciated that. Keeps the show interesting. Um, want to quick thank the sponsors, Swing Juice, Napoli's Pizza, Your Daily Local, Mean Sales and Service, Jones Pest Control, Blue Line Auto, and the Me, Myself, and Ride podcast. Per usual, for those who uh, tune in weekly, we'll be off the air for about five, ten minutes, and we'll be back with the Beehive Sports Podcast Three Bagger Show, which this week is going to be uh, the entire, we're, we're doing every game. Instead of picking three against the spread, we're going to pick them all. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's what we'll be back doing here in about five, 10 minutes. Thank you again, everybody for listening. Take care. Be safe.